Carolina, and this recording is from one of our church services. For more information, visit our website at churchofphiladelphia.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the message. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 6. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, verse 16. And this has been our base scripture, verses 16 to 19. 19 throughout the whole series. So we're just going to read that and we're going to get right into the word. Amen. So these six things that the Lord God, does the Lord hate? Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deviseth with wicked imaginations, that be feet that be swift and running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. Amen. So we're on that seventh thing, uh, and we're talking about he that soweth discord among brethren. And as we've been going through this particular series, uh, even as a body, uh, as the Church of Philadelphia, as Hangout Ministries, uh, we have learned a lot, of course, about the things that God hates, you know, and, you know, it's kind of easy to say, hey, you know, well, God hates all sin. But in verse 19 or in verse 16, you see the word abomination there. And we understand that abomination is another level of hate. It's another level of hate. It's not just a uh, hatred of why I dislike it or, you know, I just don't, you know, uh, you know, I don't agree with it. It's something that actually speaks to making God, in a sense, queasy or sick. You know how someone can get on your nerves to where, you know, literally people can get so stressed out by dealing with situations or dealing with people in situations where they can literally get sick. And that thing or those people or that situation could be something that causes them to hate. They hate, you know, the situation having to face or having to deal with. Now, that's kind of the way that God feels about these particular things these particular actions. And if you really go throughout all the scripture, it really talks about almost every part of the body from the inside to the outside, to the feet, to the hands, to the, to the eyes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now we're dealing with the mouth as we've been kind of even dealing with the mouth also as we've been talking about lies. So we understand that there's a lot of things that we can get in trouble with, you know, and as believers, you know, a lot of times we say, well, God, you know, I'm not doing these types of things, but I don't know about you. I've kind of found myself in some of these places to say, okay, God, I have done this, or I am doing that. God, God, I have had a problem with God help me. God, I, I have spoken lies. You know, that's something that I really begin to see. You know, and I know sometimes, you know, we don't hear pastors saying, oh, you know, he speak lies, right? But that, that when I don't agree with God's word, that's a lie. When I don't walk in God's word, that's a lie. And when, when I'm not speaking what God is saying, that's a lie. Even if I'm holding on to my own truth, that my own truth is a lie in comparison to God's truth. So uh, uh, the level of lies that I've come to really, really see that I deal with has been quite <laughs> eye-opening, you know, and it's, it's really, really helped me to really say, okay, I really need to be free from the way of lying. Amen. You know, so as we're talking about this particular one, this uh, the one that sows discord among brothers, he that sows discord among brethren, we already see that this is something that's going to be affected by uh, that someone is going to affect the relationship of other people. 
going to affect the relationships of other people. And I'm a teacher, so we're going to be kind of, you know, jumping around some and stuff like that. You know, I occasionally preach, you know, but most of the time I teach. Amen. So if you want to take some notes, you know, we're going to get right into the word of God. Amen. So as we, as we look at this scripture, it says, he that soweth, right? So I want to deal with this word sow here. Um, the definition for sow means to scatter seed or to become pregnant or to produce seed or to yield seed, right? So as we deal with that, let's go to Genesis chapter eight and we're going to go to verse 22. Genesis chapter eight, we're going to go to verse 22. I want to kind of open up your eyes to uh, the, the how we sow, you know, because, you know, we're not farmers, right? But, you know, there's a lot of you know, in the Bible times and still to this day, you know, you can go to certain places. I kind of lived across the street from a farm. You know, I could go across the street and pick some cotton. I could pick some soybean. I could pick some tobacco leaves and stuff like that. So I kind of live in the country, you know, to a certain extent. So there was a big old farm right, right across the street. So we, I saw them sown at times. And of course, it wasn't done by hand done by machines, uh, done by tractors, right? But we see that God is a God that understands the power of the seed, the power of the seed. So the seed, when the seed is sown, it is something that is very, very powerful. It is the potential of that which needs to grow, uh, the potential of what the intent of the person who sowed it. Remember that the intent of the person who sowed the seed, it, it, it really has a lot of, uh, you know, it has a lot to do with what is going to be grown. Amen. So, so in verse 22, and this is at the beginning, and this is how he kind of sets up this particular law. This is a law I really, 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 really believe in, right? So while the earth remains seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and day and night shall not cease. So God is speaking to say, okay, look, as long as the earth is around, seed time and harvest is going to be a part of the cycles of the earth, the cycles of life, the cycles of what we actually experience while we're living. Amen. So we understand that during this scattering of seed, you know, you can scatter seed at the wrong time and not get the right harvest. So you have to understand when the certain seeds have certain times, right? So I want you to follow me because we're talking about the person who sows discord, meaning they understand how to sow. They understand how to do something small that has a big effect, right? Uh, they understand at times how to say something small because when a person is sowing discord, we predominantly is going to be through what it said, but it also can be through what, what a person does, right? Uh, so if a person is doing stuff to a particular, let's just say if it's two brothers, right? Uh, two brothers, two, you know, we'll use two brothers. Let's just say uh, maybe it's another friend that just seems to be doing something to one of the brothers, you know? And, and it can begin to sow discord if it seems like, because see, it ain't always a bad thing, right? What if one friend, he's supposed to be friends to all of them, but he keeps on giving gifts to one, but then when the other one is like, you know, well, what's going on? What's happening? You know, I thought we was all cool. 
you know, he always got an excuse or he always got, it's, it's this subtle, small thing that keeps happening that can begin to grow into something big that can cause discord between two people where there was once harmony. Now there is not any harmony. We're going to deal with that word a little late. Amen. So we know that there are seasons in which particular things are sown that causes it to be more fruitful, you know, uh, when it's time for it to, to actually grow. So there has to be a certain plan, a certain intentionality that happens that when a person sows something in certain seasons, because you, know, you can't plant everything in every season. You can't just say, well, I'm just going to plant an uh, orange tree, right? Or I'm just going to plant, you know, uh, you know, a particular type of flower that only really blooms in the summertime, but I'm going to plant it in the summertime. So by the time it begins to grow, it's cold. It's not going to actually, you know, give yield you the fruit that you're really looking for. So when a person understands sowing, you understand that everything you do and everything you say is a seed. Everything you do and everything you say is a seed. It's something you're planting. You know, the world calls it, I'm not even going to say the world, uh, another religion calls it karma. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, you, they believe in karma, right? And, and a lot of people believe in sowing and reaping. And this is pretty much what we're talking about, seed time and harvest. So I want to talk about what is the most fruitful time for discord to be sown in us. <laughs> Meaning, what are the seasons in, in, inside of us, what we deal with, that causes discord to be fruitful, you know, uh, that causes discord to, to uh, actually bring, in, to bring fruit into the relationships that we have? When, when are you open for someone to say something that can cause you to look funny at another person? You know, we all been there. See, this is where you begin to see the, 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 uh, the detriment of of actual gossip and people sitting around talking about folks and how it can paint the view on certain relationships and certain situations and certain, you know, how it, it can change a person to where now they may have been in harmony or been in agreement with this particular person. Maybe they had a good relationship with this person, but now because of certain things that were said, and certain things that may were, was done, you know, uh, now this, there's a disruption, there's a, there's a, there's, we don't, there's no peace there, right? So one of the things, one of the most powerful times, or one of the, one of the most, one of the most fruitful times, I should say, that we are fruitful or that we are fertile in a sense, our ground is fertile for discord to be sown in us or for us to be the sower of discord is during elevation. When you get a promotion, <laughs> when you get a promotion, this is when more, more people come to you about other people. This is when relationships get tried a little more. And when I'm not just talking about in the church setting, I am talking about that as well, but I'm even talking about on the job setting, uh, whether it be even a promotion just as far as life, maybe you went from, you know, uh, different places in, uh, you know, in life, maybe you got a raise, you know, because we see people, you make a little bit more money now, now your relationships change, you know, you don't, you don't act the same way you used to act, right? We understand some things may need to change, 
but on the inside, why are you changing? You know, why are you changing how you actually relate to people? You know, why, why is there discord? Why is there disruption on the inside, right? Because promotion begins to do what? Expose some of the, the great parts about us, but it exposes also the weaker parts about us. And we can begin to now feel like we're better than another individual. And we're now, because, you know, you kind of have an agreement because you felt like, hey, we, you know, we on the same level. I, you know, I'm on another level. I'm on, I'm in a different place now. I'm on, you know, and, and we get this mindset and now we can begin, somebody, all they have to do is come and say, well, you know, that person don't really, they don't really think that you should, you really deserve that. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Sowing discord, sowing discord. You know, uh, you know, you know, people don't really like you like that, right? Well, you know, you know, people, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm by your side, but you know, not everybody gonna be supporting you like they may have they may be speaking some truth, right? There may be a little truth to what they're saying, but what is the intention in what they're saying? This is where we have to really follow people and really follow what we say. What is the true intention on saying what you're saying? Is it just to expose maybe what's true? Or is it to expose what's true so we can get to a place of healing? So we can get to a place of, okay, let's deal with that. Let's talk about that. Let's, let's see how we're going to pray about that. And those are sometimes where, the, the, uh, where, 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 where we're missing sometimes. You know, sometimes we can say things and we're saying it because it's true. We're saying it because it's real, but we don't understand. It has now caused a disruption and that which didn't need to be disrupted. So a person can hear something, you can hear something, and because the person, maybe even sometimes you didn't mean it that way. You ever said something, you didn't mean it that way, and the other person took it as, oh, well, you know, it's going to be like this, and I'm just going to handle it like that. You didn't tell them so they could get offended, which is the next thing that I want to talk about that really talk, that really makes us real fertile for discord or for disagreement to be a part of our lives or in our relationships is when we get offended how do you handle your offense how do you handle when someone makes you upset well see this is a real tricky place most of the time because when we get upset we rarely go to the people that we're upset with we rarely go, but we'll go and listen to another person or have a conversation with another person not realizing at times we may be sowing discord because we could be the person that's upset. Yes, we're talking about being off key. I'm sorry, I just got right into the word. <coughs> Thank you, Minister Brand. <coughs> we're talking about being off key. When you know when things are off key, when something when it's just a little off, you know, people who have a musical ear, someone like Minister Brandon, they can hear things sometimes because I don't have a musical ear in, in a song that is just a little off, you know, like mm, that didn't really, you know, they was a little off key, right? This is where, you know, you talk to somebody and you'd be like, mm, that was a little off what they said. I understand what they're saying, but something is a little off about that. It's a little off key, you know, and this is where we have to be, make sure that we're not in a place of doing what? Being off key because there's a disruption in us 
right? Because we are unsettled. And because we are unsettled or we're offended or we've gotten into a disagreement with someone. You ever gotten into a disagreement with someone or you've been offended and then it just like messes up your thought pattern it messes up your whole day. Um, you can't seem to concentrate like you was maybe two days ago. Um, and, and it really, what we call get up under your skin, is really bothering you. It, it has caused a disruption. It has caused the, the, the harmony or the symphony that, have, that was once going on on the inside of you when you may have been at ease or at peace on the inside of you that now you're not at peace anymore because of this disruption that is happening on the inside because of a disagreement, because you may have gotten offended or maybe because you got promoted or sometimes exactly what we're talking about, what makes us real fertile is being undiscerning, not operating in discernment with, 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 as far as what we're saying and what other people are saying because we're not going to just talk about the people who come to sow discord among the people that I'm cool with and all that and, and act like that we have never been that individual. We have been that individual. We've been that person who has sown discord. We have not always been the person who is always talking about unity, the person who's always trying to bring people together, the, the person who's always trying to, yeah, I'm trying to deal with what's real, but you know, I'm not trying to, you know, cause people to be separate. And and, and let's grant, let understand. Understand that there's some things that need to be separated, right? There's a time when relationships need to be separated. And I'm not talking about marriage, amen? I'm not talking about that, amen? What I'm talking about is different types of relationships. There are times in which we have different seasons that we go through that we have to give people space, that we have to, you know, go through different things. And there's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. We understand that is the word, right? But, you know... <clears throat> A lot of times, sometimes are we really speaking out in season? Do we know what we're saying? Do you know when you're when you're sowing discord? Are you sowing discord because something needs to be disrupted? Right? Uh, is it something that God is looking for you to bring because you're trying to disrupt what the enemy is doing, or trying to disrupt maybe this false peace that's happening in the midst of? Are you trying to disrupt those things? Or are we just talking? Are we just talking? We know in the same book of Proverbs, it talks about in the multitude of words, sin wants not, meaning if sin does not have to look for an occasion. It does not have to look for an opportunity if we talk a lot. If we talk a lot, sin, it has, it has an opportunity Be through what we're about to say. So it doesn't matter what, how, what you say, you have to know, okay, what I'm saying, am I being intentional about what I'm saying? What kind of seed am I releasing when I say this? What is going to be the fruit of this seed? Come on, let's go to Galatians chapter six, and we're gonna to go to verse seven. And this is a well-known passage of scripture. <clears throat> and this is why Paul is saying this, he said, well, be not deceived. Why? Because God set this up in Genesis. So this is, you're not going to get past this principle until, until God breaks the principle, which he's never going to break it as long as the earth is here. As long as we're on the earth, 
spiritually and naturally, seeds will be sown and harvests will be reaped, whether they are good or bad. So look, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Let's go to verse eight. We're just going to read them all and then we'll talk about it. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. So for he that soweth it to his flesh shall of the, of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Verse nine. <clears throat> and let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. What? In due season we shall reap if we faint not. There is a time to sow and then there is a season or a season of sowing and then there are seasons of reaping. Right? So as he's talking about this sowing to the flesh and sowing to the spirit, he's, he's, he's really, you know, if you go back to Galatians chapter five and as he's talking about the, the spirit lusting against or fighting or bills being in contrary one to another, the spirit and the flesh, you know, really being in contrary one to another. And then talked about the, the, the works of the flesh, you know what I'm saying? And the fruits of the spirit, he's giving us a picture of both. And then now he begins to deal with this in, in, in chapter six in Galatians, and he begins to talk about, okay, now, now that you understand what the works of the flesh are, if you do them, you are going to reap something from it. You're going to reap corruption, which means decay and death. This is why sometimes because we, when we get in our flesh, this is why the flesh is so, uh, uh, you know, it's so damaging to our lives, you know? This is why God is always trying to get us not to live just as a natural man and, and, or as a natural person, as a carnal individual, because we'll only respond to how we feel, what our appetites are, what we want to do, what we don't want to do, what we like, what we don't like. Does that sound like anybody? No, some days it sounds like me, that I'm only, I'm only responding that way. I'm only dealing with my with what I want to do, what I don't want to do. This is why God comes and so opposite of those things. He comes to destroy that. He comes to say, okay, put that aside. Kill that so you can sow to the spirit. Meaning, so what I do and what I say, now I can begin to reap life everlasting. So I can begin to reap what eternal life now, not just later on, but it is later on because. The due season that I really, really want to reap some life that's lasting is when I'm gone from here. If the Lord tarries, as the old folks used to say, if the Lord tarries, I would love and I pray. And the hope of my salvation is that I would be, I would be saved. Amen. That I will see him in peace. Amen. But it, there's no way if I keep on sowing to my flesh that, 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 that when due season comes to reap, I'm going to reap from my feet. And I've walked through this in multiple places in my life. Walked through it in my marriage. I've walked through it personally. I've walked through it in my jobs. I've walked through it just different things I didn't think was my feet. Things I didn't think was that serious. Things that I didn't, because I didn't have a spiritual understanding. So I'm trying to give you an understanding of the power of sowing so you can understand what you're doing and what's being done when someone is having a conversation with you, especially about someone else. What are they sowing? What are you sowing when you talk to someone else about someone else? What are you saying? 
Are you sowing unity? Are you trying to sow understanding? Are you trying to sow truth that will bring a level of conviction to the person? What are they sowing? What are you sowing when you have these conversations with people? What is being sown in you? We know throughout scripture, we understand what we are called to to be good ground. We we pray about it. It It's one of my favorite passages of scripture in Mark chapter four. <clears throat> where it talks about you know being that furrow ground or being that stony ground or, or, or being that, that that thorny ground and stuff like that, you know. So we understand there are different types of ground that we are, but the sower sows regardless, meaning what you say, what is being said to you, and of course, what the word of God is, is they're all seeds, they're all seeds, and many times because. We only get things in seed form a lot of times. We don't think that it's really, really big. Oh, it wasn't that serious. You know, I have a conversation with my, my 10, with my sons a lot of time. And a lot of times they just don't feel like things are that serious. They feel like me, me and the mommy is just, you know, just making a big deal. But we're talking about the fruit of what the seed of what we see is being done. And we we are concerned and upset because we understand if you keep on sowing this, this is what's going to happen. There's no way to change that. You can sow something else, right? But it doesn't mean that this is not going to happen. If you sowed it, you're going to reap it. Now, God in his mercy can cause some things not to not to hit you as hard, right? And in his grace, he, he causes us to not get everything that we do. No, but his grace really covers wrath, meaning his judgment. His grace does not stop his laws of how he has created the earth to operate. So what I, what I do, this is why, you know, uh, I've heard Pastor Lincoln just say this a lot of times, that it, you know, you have the power to make a decision. So it, it, many times it is, it is us, it's something in us that's not making the decisions that we need to make to sow the right things to get the result that we need to get, or we get out of place when it's time to actually reap. We get out of place, or we start sowing in other places. We start saying other things. That's what I'm saying. When it's time, when it's due season to get something, we start saying other things and planting other crops. And then we don't go get that which we have sold that is actually going to be good. So you have to ask yourself, you have to ask yourself, what kind of ground are you? What kind of ground are you? Are you open to receive every seed? Will you let somebody come and talk and you know Mm, something about what they're saying is not right. If, if someone has an issue with one person and they're coming to you, they're sowing discord if they've never gone to that person. Let me just make it plain. If they have an issue, not unless they're coming to get counsel on how to deal or how to handle the situation correctly, meaning they're coming in a spirit of humility, because they understand they can screw it up. But if they come and just say, well, this person did this, this person did this, 
okay, maybe they still got an ear to hear, but if they come in, they have no ear to hear, and all they have is accusations, and their mindset is not to actually try to fix this, then they're sowing discord. They're sowing discord. Sometimes that could have been us. What? I don't, I don't even want to deal with that person no more. I don't, want to, I don't think you should deal with that person. Are you sowing discord? Because they did you wrong, does it mean they're going to do everybody wrong? I know this is tough, Lord. I didn't mean to go this way. Maybe, maybe so, but maybe not. Maybe not. Sometimes we have judged people to where they are stuck in one place and they never can change. And now everybody that they deal with, they talk to us or they talk to someone else. A person sows discord and then we wonder why all of their relationships always have issues. It's because of all the people who have been in their ears before they even deal with the person for real. But when we're on the other side of it, we see it. When the person is, when people are talking to the people that are dealing with us, when people are speaking lies about us, then we see it. Oh, but when we have been the person who, in a sense, speaking truth, but maybe it wasn't your place to speak it. Maybe it wasn't your place to say that right now. Maybe there was a wiser way to say this. Maybe this person maybe has changed now. Maybe they're not the same. If I've changed, maybe they've changed. If I've grown up some, and I'm not even talking about spiritual maturity, some things you just change because you're a little bit older now. Maybe they have changed as well. Okay. <clears throat> so we have to make sure that we're not the person that causes disruption in people's lives, in people's relationships. That we're not the person that is speaking, speaking and, and, and having conversation with folks, right? And, and, but you, you're really causing discord between something that was okay. And I know that this takes wisdom because in certain situations, we are called to say certain things. You know, uh, you are called to warn those, you know, that cause division, right? These are people who are already causing discourse. That's different. But they're not causing no discord. Maybe you just had an issue with them. Y'all didn't mix. Doesn't mean they're not going to mix with everybody. Maybe they didn't mix because of something that you're dealing with and something they're dealing with. It doesn't mean this person or this individual is bad through and through. Okay. <clears throat> so as we talk about this song, this is the power of song. This is the power of what you say. You have to watch what you say. We have to watch what we're saying. Why are we saying what we're saying? Why is what's being said to us? Why is it being said to us? Why? What is the intent? The intent speaks to the fruit. What is the end result of what's being said? What is it? Amen? 
So we talking about the person who sows, he scatters seed. They want to become pregnant when we talk about the definition of sow. Uh, scatter seed, to become pregnant, to be made pregnant. So when in the midst of a conversation, you can become pregnant with something. And I know the men of God, you know, we don't say, you know, can't be pregnant, but you, we, we as the church, you know, as we as Pastor Lincoln has pointed out many, many different times, we as the church, as the church, we are a sheep as the church. It is her, Christ and his wife, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a her. So there is a part of us that do receive the seed. We receive the seed. It doesn't make us feminine or gay or anything like that, man. It just, it, this, this is just what our position is as far as in our relationships, Christ. Christ seeds in us. But also we understand words are seeds, amen? So you can become pregnant through what someone said, right? You ever just say somebody talked to you about a good restaurant? You know, everybody loves to eat, right? Or, or a good movie. You're just talking about simple stuff. Man, you got to go see this movie. You got to, and then it's it, now you have got you have taken their excitement. You have gotten that, you know, you, you got to go eat this dish. You got to go to this this particular uh, place, go eat this, this, order it with this waitress, sit at this table, go at this time, and all this, you know, and we'll follow all of, you know, follow all of that just to go get something to have that experience. Why? Because we have become pregnant with what this person has said. And that pregnancy of that word has now produced the action, now has birthed an action. And that's what, that's what it does. Man, and sometimes you have to watch people when they're just scattering. See, man, they're just saying things just to be saying. They don't know why they're saying what they're saying. You have to watch people when they're just talking just to be talking, because they just scatter and see. They are open, uh, open uh, a vessel for the enemy just to use whatever they whatever come to mind that what they're gonna say. No, amen, amen. So let's go to. We got a couple other places to go. We're gonna go to Numbers chapter sixteen, uh, and as we go in there, I'm really I'm just gonna read that part of the scripture again. He that sowed discord among brethren. What is discord? Discord is strife and contention, a lack of agreement or how or harmony as between persons, things, or ideas. Right. It's also active quarreling or conflict resulting from discord among persons or factions. Right. So we understand what strife is, strife and contention, lack of agreement or harmony as between persons, things and ideas, active quarreling or conflict resulting from discord among persons or factions. Amen. So in Numbers chapter 16, I just wanted to use a example so we can kind of see this. Not going to go through the whole story, uh, but this is when the sons of Korah begin to rise up against Moses and Aaron. And I'm just going to read verses one and two. To not Korah, the son of Izar, the son of Korah, the son of Levi, and Datham and Aaron, the sons of Eliah, and on 
the son of Pele, the sons of Reuben, took men, right? And as they took men, they influenced these men, and they rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. So it is through this, uh, and it begins to read on that they begin to pretty much challenge Moses and Aaron and say, hey, you know, you know, God speak, speaks to us too. The whole congregation is holy. There's nothing really special about y'all. And they were given a lot. Uh, the Korah was given a lot to be able to serve in the house of the Lord, but it wasn't enough for them, right? They weren't satisfied. And because they weren't satisfied out of this intent of, in their hearts, because this is why I believe God really, really hates this, why it causes him to be so sick, uh, because of this intent in their heart. It's one thing for you to be upset about things, but now you pull other people and you affect other lives about something you upset about. That's an issue. And if you really read through scripture, you can see it's an issue for God for you not to just deal with your stuff and go to God first and go through the proper channels to be able to do what you need to do to get yourself right and correct. That is a major issue when you pull other people into a mess that you're still trying to figure out. You know, that you, you pull other people and you begin to influence them when you know you're wrong. You know it's not right. You know you're not in a good place. You know you're not, you know you, your heart is sick about something. You know your mind is not right about it. that is a major major issue. They begin to influence 250 princes of the assembly. And as they talk to them, <coughs> as they talk to them and, 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 and as they influence them, they, they turn them against Moses and Aaron. They sowed discord. Now we know there wasn't so much harmony going on between <laughs> Moses, Aaron, and the people anyway. Right. So they, they probably did not take much. But what they could not do is, is, is one thing that they could not really, uh, really, really come against was that God chose Moses and God chose Aaron and Miriam. Right. It was seen, uh, you know, you could see what, what God did. It, it was known in everything. So for now, because they were so dissatisfied. And they wanted to be where Moses was. They wanted to be where Aaron was. They, they wanted to bring them down from the position that God gave them. Not, not a position they asked for, not a position that they went to pursue, that God gave them. And they began to talk to other people. And I just begin to say, God, well, how did this conversation go? And I think it's, it's seen, even if, you know, I don't know if you have verse three, but it's seen. I didn't plan for you to have verse three, but he begins to talk about, uh, he begins to talk about, hey, you know, we, we are holy too. You know, and, and the whole congregation, everybody is the same. You know, everybody is the same. And we all can go before the Lord and everything. You know, so it, it, it was this, it was this mindset that I believe that they took to, uh, to, the, to the, these other 250 people. Say, let's reverse it. Say, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and Aaron and against Aaron. So they gathered themselves against them. Now they are fortified front to bring division. Now they're fortified front to bring disruption. They're fortified front to bring, uh, you know, a disharmony, to break up the harmony, to bring discord, contention, 
strife. And they said unto them, ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them. We know this is a lie, right? And thank the Lord, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourself above the congregations of the, the congregation of the Lord. So they begin to now twist what was being done, what God had did in these men's lives. And they said, oh, you lifted up yourself above us. So because you have taken this position on yourself, then, then you, we're all the same. God did not choose you, you know. And as you read through the story, you see the humility and the fierceness of Moses too as well as he dealt with the situation. This is the, this is the story where the people got swallowed up by the earth and went down to the pit immediately, immediately, according to the word of Moses. But in, in the accusation, you see the humility of Moses when he hits his face and began to talk to him, talk to them, and he responded to them from on the, on the ground. <laughs> you know, this, this, it, was, it was the humility that Moses had, but we see the fierceness too as well. You know, so I just want to show you an example that you have to watch these conversations that this thing got this big, 250 people lost their lives and went straight to hell that day, that day. Not later on, it wasn't, you know, this was a quick reaping. But we, uh, we know it had to be a little bit of time for them to talk to everybody, meet with folks and, you know, converse with people. So we don't know how long they was around there talking, having these secret conversations, you know, all this, because the intent was to what? Bring discord within the people of God, bring discord against Moses. And this is what we have to watch ourselves and we have to watch. Why are people coming to talk? Why do people, why would somebody come and ask you and not ask a pastor, right? If, yo, if, if, let's just say Pastor Katrina told somebody to do something. Why she tell me to do that? Go ask her. <laughs> and you want to know? Go ask her. Why, why would I know? Why would someone else know? All I can do is guess. You have to watch when somebody causes you or they come and begin to talk to you, uh, leadership, because this has kind of gone away now in the world, you know, and people don't have a respect for leadership in the church. They barely have a respect for leadership in the secular world as well. Oh, they're just the same as me, and they can make mistakes too, and all this other. And then you can say, and see, all of these things are true. See, that's and this is the way. This is this is the way the enemy comes in because these things are true. These things, yes, they are just a human, just like you, and yes, they are. They can make mistakes, just like you. But the choosing of God makes their position differently and we don't like that because if we have to deal with God's choice that, that God's choice means we, we, we feel rejected by their choice, by God's choice. That God chose them and maybe he didn't choose me for something that I didn't even really want to do anyway. <clears throat> Amen? So we have to we have to be careful not to speak against God's choice. Amen? We have to be careful not to speak against God's choice. Amen? So they, showed, they sold discord. They had all these conversations. They had all these uh, uh, meetings. <clears throat> and they sold discord. 
So let's go to Matthew chapter 18. We're going to go to verse 18 and 19. We're going to go to verse 18 and 19. Matthew chapter 18. Amen. So what is Christ saying? He said, truly I say unto you, what, whatever things are stuff and changed on me down here. Another uh, another verse. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. So verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Verse 19 says, again, I say unto you, that if two of the two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them, my father, which is in heaven. So it, it, this right here, when this word agree here is the word for symphony. And it speaks to what discord does when we're talking about something being off key, because we understand a symphony is a collection of instruments, a collection of people who are playing that begin to make one sound, right? <clears throat> so it's very, very, because he's talking about agreement. When we come together and agree, and this is why the enemy uses small things, small thoughts, small stuff, small situation. See, if you got something inside your heart, it, sometimes someone else can come and plant something or because someone else has said something, maybe you have listened to something. Maybe you've listened to another pastor and they've said certain things that make you start to question certain things about where you're at. Maybe you listened to or you read something <clears throat> and now it's causing a disruption with some of the things that you used to believe but now you don't believe them the same way anymore. <clears throat> or you have a disagreement with certain things on the inside. It has caused a disagreement to happen. So now the power of our agreement, and this is why sometimes some things are, are, are released into our lives in a sense, or they have access to us, is because of someone that says something to us. It has caused them a discord. It has caused them contention and strife. And just because you're not in an argument with this individual does not necessarily mean that you don't have contention or strife with this individual. See, some people, you know, and some of us on the phone, Sometimes you can have contention with somebody and you just don't deal with them. You just don't talk to them. They're not your cup of tea. They're not, you know, you don't deal with them. So you don't deal with the disagreement. You don't deal with the, 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 what, what someone else said. You already got your mind made up. You don't deal with trying to make the relationship correct trying to see, okay, God, what is your purpose in this relationship? Because what is he talking about? Verse 18, he's talking about what? The stuff that we buy, 
dying on earth, pretty much he's saying, not just saying this out your mouth, that when, when we really dug into this and, and Pastor Lincoln began to open this up to us even a little more, that this was a meeting, when there was a meeting of, 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 of the Sanhedrin, when they would come together and say, okay, these, this is what we're going to do, and this is what we're not going to do. This is what we're going to allow, and this is what we're not going to allow. This is why when we come together and pray, it can't just be words coming out of our mouth. It has to be a real agreement. It has to be a real agreement. This is why some things just don't, why sometimes power don't come, presence of God don't come because it's, it's not real, a real agreement. We're saying things, we agree that everything is being said correctly, but that we have issues through either conversations that folks don't have or even conversations we don't have with ourselves. And you've allowed the enemy to come and sow discord. Why does God hate this? Because it keeps stuff from being able to happen with his people. It actually slows down the plan of God. And I know we said God is sovereign. He can do what he want to do. But guess what? I want, to, I want you to understand that God has given the earth to us. And there's a reason why we pray. There's the reason why we're supposed to be in agreement. There's a reason why we're supposed to be on one accord with one another. There's a reason why. If he's just going to do everything that he wanted to do, then we would need, there would be no need of prayer, no need of meeting, no need for us to come together, no need for us to fellowship, no need for us to deal with each other, no need for us to deal with issues, no need for us to deal with disagreements, differences, and all these different things. There would be no need. But there's a need because these things can get in the way of what God wants to do. Though they can be, un, 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 you know, not talked about, we can walk around each other and act like we cool, but we don't have secret conversations. We have secret thoughts that either you have not prayed through to get the right, the right mindset about, or you have not talked to the individual to get the stuff straight that someone else has said to you. Whether that someone else was the devil, whether that someone else was the, the other alter ego of yourself, whether that someone else was some uh, some other person. It has caused things to be in disharmony, strife. <laughs> Come on, what's, what's the definition for strife? Strife means bitter, sometimes violent conflict or dissension exertion or contention for superiority. See, we see this in the church, on the job, at home. There's strife. Why? Because someone wants to be in control. Or somebody doesn't want to feel like they're being controlled or told what to do. This is why servitude is so hard for us. I know I'm a lot of places that I did not plan to go, but <laughs> I'm just going to teach. Amen. But this is why servitude sometimes is hard for us because it's, it's saying that this person is over me and accepting that and not having to 
point because discord with who is over me. Well, who's supposed to be guiding me? To understand that, that I, I may have issues with authority. Some of us have so discord within ourselves because we say, well, I got this. I don't need enough. I don't need anybody to tell me. I got this. I got it. And that's, that's not the way of the kingdom. We need help. We need instruction. We need guidance. We need each other. So whenever there's discord and we can't talk, can't get through a conversation, there's so much misunderstanding. There's bitterness because some things have been not dealt with. Because now it has been not dealt with so long, it don't even feel like it was an issue anymore. Oh, I'm ready to pass that. I'm good with that. Oh, I'm over that. See, you, and this is the thing. I've seen people say this, and I've been the person who said this. I'm over that. I've moved on, and I have really moved on. And did not know it until I had a conversation with someone, until I had a conversation with a leader, or until I ran into a situation where I had to not deal with something that was similar. And now what, what, what happened? That same thing, I realized what? It has still affected me, and I've made decisions off of that hurt and pain that makes me not want to not deal with this situation or that person in the same arena anymore. Because we'll still have relationships around certain places, but I won't let you into this space because either I got hurt before or someone, you know, it's caused some type of discord on the inside of me. So we're really not in agreement that God has put this person in your life to be able to help. Even in that place, you don't want help. Even in that place that you don't want guidance. Even in that place that you don't want correction. Even in that place. That's why he say what? That if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything. This ain't just touching in the green. You know, that's what we call it. Touching in the green. No, no, no. You can hold hands with people you don't like. Hug and buck and, and shimmy and get a quickening right beside somebody you don't like. And a matter of fact, sometimes the quickening is in competition with the other person because you want to get quickening before they do. You want to act like you got a quickening for you before they do. You got the spirit and they don't. Well, I know this stuff goes on. It goes on. Yes, it does. Goes on because we hide behind these particular things and not deal with the inner issues of our soul. That sometimes you just don't like a person because of what somebody else said or because of what they, they, their interaction. I said when they deal with that person, uh -uh, man, I, don't, I don't deal with people like that. You don't even know the whole situation. Be quiet. Be quiet. You don't know the whole situation. You don't know the, the history. You don't know the relationship and have not asked questions. Be quiet. Is your mindset toward peace? Or are you are more at peace with discord than at peace with peace? For most of us, we've been just so dysfunctional that a lot of times we are mostly at peace with things that are not really peaceful. 
if things go too good too long, we start getting nervous. We have to stir something up. That's how you know you're not okay with peace. If you like to argue, you're not okay with peace. Because who is God arguing with? God don't argue with folks. Some of us, we like to argue. We like to debate. Why? Because we don't like peace. It's not because you won't understand it. It's different if you won't understand it. We can debate the truth and, and deal with ideas and stuff like that. But some of it is because we want superiority. We want to be better than another individual. So we're at we're in discord, we're in strife, we're in contention with other people. What does contention mean? Contention means a point advance or maintain in a debate or argument or to contend, meaning you don't never let it go. You're not able to let this thing go. So you keep on coming back to the same point, come back to the same point. I'm just saying they did this and they have to do that and they did this and they have to do that. And I'm just saying, person don't apologize. And when apology won't good enough, what can we do to move on? The hardest thing to do to move on is to look at yourself and say, hey, I'm bitter. And it's no one else's fault at this point but mine. I don't trust people, and it's not because of people, it's because of my own hurt and pain. <clears throat> I bring discord to relationships because of my own issue, because of things that have been said to me, things I've said to myself, things I've, I've told myself, things I say, I will never let people in this far, I'm never going to do this, I'm never going to do I bring discord. I bring the strike. I bring the contention. I bring the walls. I bring the, mm -mm, you're not going to get close to me. I bring them. So I know we, when we talk about these things, we talk about these seven things, it's so easy to talk about it and think about, oh, yeah, that's what's, other people doing this, other people doing that. Yeah, but have you been the individual? Have you? Have you sown discord? So, sometimes we'll sow discord because we're in competition with other folks. So you, it's not that you said something to the individual, but you want to let other people know that, oh, I don't act like that. I'm better than that. You know, I, I don't, I don't have, I don't deal with that stuff. How much, how peace-minded are you? Blessed are the peacemakers for what theirs is what the kingdom of God. How peace-minded are you? Are you okay with a lot of disruption in relationships? <clears throat> Are 
Are you okay with people who bring disruption, bring discord? And you have to really, I want you to really pray and ask God, show me some of the things that maybe I have missed. Because it could be that person on the job that just, you know, they just, they got everybody information. <laughs> you know, and they know what's going on in everybody's life, what's going on on the job, how many times they done got rolled up, this person did this, this person did that, all this other stuff. They had you looking crazy at folks and everything. Some of us, we have to ask, God, show me what's discernment and what's suspicion. Show me what's discernment, what's true discernment. And what's just me just being suspicious of folks and thinking everybody in this flesh, not even looking at myself. The true discernment starts with self. I'm going to tell you that. It starts with, okay, what's going on with me? And because I can, I'm always trying to discern me, I can discern what's going on with other people, but I'm not in a sense of trying to judge them. In a sense, when I say judge, I'm not judge in the sense of condemning them like this person can never change or not seeing my role in that person's life if I'm supposed to have one to be able to bring that change or facilitate the change. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about judging in the sense of discernment. So let's go to Acts chapter 2, verse 1, and I'm going to let you guys go. Amen. Just another example of why we have to be on one of course, and when the day day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. We know what happened in this place, right? This was the birth of the church. This, it took them some time to get on one accord, to be of one purpose, one mind. You know, it took them some time. In my studying, I was not able to pinpoint the actual point of time, uh, but I know it took them some days. Amen. Uh, and sometimes it takes some time to get on one accord because we have to deal with the issues that we that we have, right? And sometimes these issues have come from another individual that has come and actually said something to us. And sometimes the issues has come from us that we have said something to someone else and we were careless about it. We didn't know it was going to produce division in this person, discord in this person. We didn't know that. We, we shared too much information about some things that may have been sensitive that we did not need to share. We just ran our mouths. And sometimes we've been around people who were just running their mouths. And we listen to what they call the tea in this, in this day and time. We listen to the tea because we enjoy learn about what other people's lives. There's a part of us, the evil part of us likes to know when someone else is struggling because it makes us feel better at times. I don't know, maybe not everybody feels that, right? But sometimes when you feel really, really low, you want to know that someone else is struggling too. You don't want to feel like everybody's doing better than you. But what if everybody's doing better than you? Maybe you're struggling because you're supposed to be struggling like you. Maybe you're struggling because this is the, these are the decisions that you made to come to this place. You're reaping right. Not gonna last forever. So I just want to encourage everybody this 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 morning, this afternoon at this point. Watch out for discord. 
Watch out for what you're saying, what you're sowing, and what's being sown in you in conversation. Don't be the one that's a little off key, that's causing all the symphony to be off, causing all the agreements to be off, causing all the, the prayers that you were trying to pray and leaving God for it to be slowed down to where God can't come and do these mighty things that we're looking for him to do because of the discord that he sees. And he sees some discord. People we done said we love, we done hug, we done did all the, oh, okay, you know, I believe God, I believe in God for you and everything. But there, there is discord in our hearts with certain people. It could be your boss. You can have discord with your boss, and that's why you don't like your job. It's not because God don't want to bless you with that job. It's because you don't like your boss. Because of conversations you don't have with somebody else that don't like your boss. So I just want to encourage you, as we talked about the seven things that God hates, let's make sure that we're not in that place, that we're, we're doing these things. Amen. We don't want to be in a place. We want to be in a place where we hate these things the same way that God hates them. And we love the things that God. Amen.